Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bremner's Boys podcast. I'm CJ, joined by the usual uglies, Jason down below and Nixon across from me this time. Um, first of all, guys, uh, we just saw the Fulham game, I mean, over the last 12 hours collectively. And I mean, it's kind of, it would be stupid to break tradition right now. And all I have to say is what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> because it shouldn't have gone to penalties, in my opinion. We had a good enough team. Not to convincingly beat Fulham, but I think we could have at least won 1-0, maybe 2-1 if we were lucky. Um, but that's. But let's get started with uh, first topic, Charlie Creswell. What a fucking game he had. And we'll cross it over to Jason first to cover Creswell's game. No worries, mate. Yeah, man, Creswell, he was he was massive, like he, massive in massive in size, massive in nature, you know what I mean? He was He's only he, six foot unbelievable like he obviously partnered Calvin at the back there and he for me just from the top there he was my man of the match like he was involved in everything absolute man of the match uh, performance I agree continue mate 100% like he he was brave he got on the ball um, he tackled he was strong um, he took risks with his passing which I know Bielsa loves Um, unbelievable I don't know if you noticed his diagonal balls that he played um, he can play on it on you know, uh, left on his left side and right side, he was honestly unbelievable. And I think, um, I mean, it's only one game, but um, if that's sort of the the type of player that's waiting in the ranks, um, then we're looking all right, I guess, in the future. Exciting um, times ahead for yeah, sure. Definitely. Nixon, what do you, what do you have to say about Creswell's game, mate? I literally have in my notes Cresswell diagonal passing. Fantastic. Yeah. So I yeah. wholeheartedly agree. Absolutely amazing form, working cooperative, uh, cooperatively with uh, Phillips, which yeah. is absolutely beautiful to see. And especially with Phillips not playing in his usual position with him um, playing in defense, it's really, really good to see that cooperation. So yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with Jason. Absolutely. Oh, just, just even with that, like he, like they, I don't know if you noticed when you were watching it, but he he doesn't look out of place. Like there were times no, he when doesn't. he had to organize the wall, and he's got Stuart Dallas and you know and Rodrigo beside him, and he's directing traffic. He he, he just looks like Rodrigo again, had a much better game this game. You know, yeah. like like last game, I think when he um you know you could say assisted with the goal last game that really helped give him that um confidence boost and he did really well this week so mad props to him we're starting to see him get a little bit in form which he was definitely lacking earlier in the season so far and a lot of people have been questioning oh he's 30 million worth it is he we don't know he's not showing it well last game and the game that just happened against Fulham he's definitely turning a corner by the looks and that's definitely what we need uh sorry I didn't mean to cut you off Jason but what are your thoughts on uh Shackleton's game and then we'll cross over to Nixon for that after Jason He's, oh, Big Shaq. I mean, obviously, Nixon's main man, Big Shaq. So it's always nice to see him. Um, he, he's just a ball of energy. He gets up and down. Um, like I feel, Nixon. I felt, <laughs> what's that? Like Nixon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I felt like he he sort of grew into the game as as it wore on. Um, I reckon if he, if, if Phillips wasn't in that team, um, Big Shaq would be the one that would be, playing the Calvin rule. Um, mm. And I think he's actually a future Stuart Dallas in the sense that... I agree. Can, well, yeah, he, he can play multiple positions wherever you, he's just a good footballer. So wherever you put him, he's going to do a job for you. I mean, he can play yeah. on uh, wing back and do those overlapping runs. He drops in the hole to receive the ball and sort of dictate, you know, through the midfield. Um, 
I love whenever he's in, um, much the same as Nixon. And, and <laughs> yeah, we'll pass over really, to Nixon to give his yeah, thoughts 100%. on Shackleton's game. I was just going to say, Shackleton was just buzzing around like a bee chasing flowers. He's just taken <laughs> everything he's learned from the 23s. He's playing so well with the team. And you can just notice that he's got his, like, his head up. He's looking for spaces. He just knows where the ball's going to land and who he's going to pass to. He doesn't really have to think. It's like it's second nature. And that, to me, is like the sign of a brilliant player. And to think that like, how young 100%. is he? Like, early 20s, I think. Like, yeah, very early 20s. Yeah, knowing that he's that young and he's playing this well so early on. Wow, we've got, as the commentators said, if this is what the young guys are doing, then the future looks incredibly bright for Leeds and Leeds fans should be incredibly proud of themselves. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Big ups to Gelhard and McKinstry for getting their first team debuts. Uh, big, big ups to you guys. Um, and Gelhart and McKinstry really stepped up. McKinstry definitely, when we needed him to clutch that last penalty goal, um, and Gelhart just throughout the whole game in general. What are your thoughts, Nixon, on Gelhart, and what are your thoughts, Jason, on McKinstry? Uh, so, what are your thoughts on how Gelhart went throughout the throughout his first uh, taste of uh, top flight minutes, Nixon? Well. Awesome to see him on. Unfortunately, they uh, got him on in the, I think it was like the 64th or 65th minute. Mm -hmm. And I would have loved to have seen him in there because I had him on my starting 11, if you've had mm, a look at the post. Did. And um, he's a brilliant young player. He knows what he's doing. His, um, his success rate with his goals is absolutely on par with Bamford, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Yes. Like he's a great player. He can play anywhere. Like not in defense, but like in an attacking role, he can play like, Lone striker. I'd even put him as lone striker. I think he's an absolutely brilliant player. I think Pete would have him over as lone striker. <laughs> over I think, yeah, either Pete would have him lone striker or um. He'd have anyone over Bamford. <laughs> anyone over Bamford, basically. He'd have Melier. He'd have Melier out of goal. Don't put Bamford in goals, according to Pete. No, no, no. no. He'd put um. Who would he put? Clayson in goals and Melier in lone striker. <laughs> <laughs> No, so he just—he'd he, rather leave the goal open than put Bamford in the goal. Yeah, <laughs> if, if if that was yeah. our last resort, he'd but, rather have ten on the field just if it means Bamford <laughs> isn't on. Is to get Paddy <laughs> B. Nah, we were talking about that today, and like we don't—he doesn't hate him. He does. But he doesn't love him. <laughs> he doesn't love him. Uh, quote Pete. Anyway, yeah, it would have been great to have seen uh, Gerhard come on uh, earlier and I'm um, mm. not sure what you think about that, Jason. But yeah, I think we missed a bit of him. Uh, I think maybe, it, I think he could have started from the second half, like the start of the second half. Mm. You know, maybe mm. 50th minute. Anyway, Jason, continue yeah. with your thoughts oh. on that. Uh. I mean, with, with Gerhard, I mean, he I didn't get obviously much time to impress, but I think the, the thing that stood out the most for me was, <laughs> of course, it comes on, and pressure situation has to take a penalty and that penalty that he took top bins just mm. no no nerves about it um was really nice. impressive um, coming off those goals in the 23s wow yeah yeah wow. and obviously he scored that, he that, that goal from halfway as well yeah oh yeah from halfway off the glove bang yeah straight oh. in not yeah. a care in the world that, that's some fifa in. type shit when you're yeah. playing it you know Oh, well, yeah. I've got that video on my phone. If I'm feeling like shit, I just bring it up. Oh, <laughs> finally, enough to make a grown man cry. Right, Definitely. honestly, it is. And what are your thoughts on McKinstry, um, Jason? Yeah, look, again, probably didn't get enough minutes in, in the actual game to to um, make a, a huge impact. Um, but again, just going off the penalty, um, <laughs> he steps up, obviously, after the first five are taken and he has to score. And, and you look out who's taking the next one, McKinstry, and you go, oh, 
um, is this a Leeds player or is a, a little boy like, run onto like, the field, yeah. you know, from yeah. the from the state the crowd? Um, yeah. But he and the keeper as well tried psyching him out. Um, yeah. But he he literally just again nerves of steel and just put it in that bottom corner and, and then walk back and celebrate it with the boys. So it was um, just I guess on that act alone, um, it was really good to see some of the youngsters get put in that pressure situation yeah. and. And um and, and cope with it, which is to be brilliant. able to cope well under pressure is is definitely a good trade. And I think Bielsa did well, you know, because I think Bielsa maybe potentially saw it going down to the wire, not necessarily penalty shootouts, but you know, going down to the wire in general. And I think you know he did well with that. Um, and speaking of celebrating and stuff, the fans. Oh, I was just fans. about to do that segue for you. <laughs> I was bad. so close to doing it. Too bad. You're welcome. I did it. But first of all. Fulham were friggin' quiet as, weren't they? Like, they were only vocal in the penalty shootout. It's yeah. like they all just rocked up for the penalties and then went home. Yeah, yeah. Like, what What were some standout chants in, that you guys noticed throughout the game? Oh, man. It's a library. Yeah, that was... Is this a library? There was my a part when they... We all love leads. We yeah. all love leads. That's, that's Obviously my, that marching on favorite. together, but that's a given. Yeah. And I but think I, the, honestly, I preferred We All Love Leeds in this game in particular. Yeah. Yeah. It's always no, go good ahead. to hear it. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Sorry. No, no, no. Just, I reckon they sang that for about literally 10 minutes straight. The We the, All Love Leeds. The library. Yeah, oh, yeah, that. Yep. <laughs> yep. They did. And it was just, even, uh, the, even the commentators had something to say about yeah. how vocal the fans were and how not. The Fulham fans were. Yeah, no joke. They literally almost said, like, oh, the Leeds fans have a point here. Uh, yeah. The uh, Fulham fans are not much coming out from uh, those yeah. guys, even though it is their home ground. Yeah. Like, there was 11,000 people in the stands, only two of which, like 2,000, not two people, 2,000-ish were Leeds fans. <laughs> yeah, we're noisy. Right? Like, what does that say about Well, I think Fulham? there was a stat there that there was r- roughly about 50% of the crowd were Leeds fans. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Like obviously Great we know what Leeds fans are like, but I mean it speaks volumes, I guess, literally. Um, as far as how <laughs> nice. you know, I support for the team on a cold, you know, Tuesday, on a shitty Tuesday night. night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um oh. yeah, I amazing. Just you when everyone has to go to work the next day. It, it, yeah. Even the penalties, you, you see the, the flip of the coin and, and Fulham chose to go towards their fans. Yeah, their first penalty taker, and they're they're walking up to take their first pen and you and they've got <laughs> They've got Leeds fans overtaking the, <laughs> the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Shouting abuse at them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it was great. It, it really just shows the um, passion that Leeds fans have. And it, like second to none. There's, as I said in previous episodes, there's a reason Elland Road was named the best atmosphere in the Premier League in the first match, match week this year already, you know. And as Jason said, and pun intended, it speaks volumes for us as fans. Um do you have anything to add to that, Nixon, before we go oh, on to the next I was topic? just going to say, I, I jumped on the Facebook uh, group in my work break and I saw yep. like the like the leads, the big one, and yeah. there were just people saying, we're still on the train traveling home from the game. We're all <laughs> drunk. We've got to work in the morning. But how yep. bloody good was that? Yeah. It was like 50 of those comments. Like it's insane. Like to think that yeah. they go out of their way, jump on the train, go to the game, get leave the game, like have to deal with the abuse from the other fans probably get back I mean, on the no, train. They'd be dealing the abuse to the other fans. Yeah. We'd hope so, but there's less of them technically. Yeah. yeah true. And anyway, and then get back on the train, 
go home, have like an hour's worth of sleep, and then go to work in the morning if they're like, you know, retail Labor workers is, or whatever. Yeah, wow. yeah workers, whatever. Yeah. Unbelievable wow. it, it's dedication. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what embodies a, a fan base, not just leads, but any fan of any team that does that sort of dedication, you know, yeah. they are the true bread and butter of the fan base of every team. It's not even just about turning up. It's they're turning up and they're and they're actively supporting in a Carabao Cup game. You know, yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Like unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Um, now switching back to players in focus, uh, Somerville, and how his game went. What are your thoughts on that, Jason? Because that was a talking point that you wrote up in our in our group chat. What are your thoughts on Somerville's game? Yeah, look, he um, he came in and out of the game, but I found. Um, I mean, he's. he's Again, it's that enthusiasm as an under twenty-three, a lot of energy. Um, mm-hmm. He he intercepted a, um, you know, I cut out a pass that um, in the first half, and he set up Tyler Roberts, who shot mm-hmm. straight at the keeper. But um, just I guess he's uh, he's proactive. He's 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 runs into the channels and he sort of works up and down. I think there was even in that first half. He gave the ball away, but then tracked back and he put in a nice little sliding tackle just to yes. put it out of play. Um, and, and, I, and one thing that I noticed about him that I haven't seen, obviously from the weekend when he had his debut, Premier League debut, um, he's a bit, he's a bit of a fiery customer as well. He's got, he's got a bit of a, a bit of um, that competitive nature in him. He's got a I bit really of the like as well. in him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like that as long as it doesn't yeah. go red cards all the time. But I, absolutely, you need a bit of mongrel. You need someone in the team, no matter what team it is, with yeah. a bit of mongrel, you know? Yeah, definitely. Someone that can um, throw the other team off their game mentally, you know? 100%. So he, he, he's going to be a player. Like, he's definitely more minutes under his belt. Um, and he probably will get some more time in the Premier League as well. But he's he's going to he's gonna be some player. Mm. And um, speaking of, you know, players, you know, youngsters, because we had a lot of youngsters get some game time this, you know, this Carabao Cup game. Greenwood still failed to get minutes um what does he have to do who does he have to suck to get <laughs> to get onto the field the Elsa um, won't play him the Elsa just won't do it i don't know why i don't i, I don't think he will because he like should. We're, we're getting towards somewhat of the business end of of carabao cup because we're now into the round of 16 so you don't want to be playing you know greenwood who's literally excuse the pun green you know he's he's not seen uh you know first first team minutes so you wouldn't risk a player like that in the round of 16 and you definitely wouldn't risk him in premier league just yet so unfortunately where do we do we see like i said last week greenwood not getting a start until next year like next no, season no he's going to get a start i think yeah. look if we get a few games up in the prem they're going to put him on yeah and i think if even, we're comfortably like, in the like the 11 to 8 sort of spot Hmm. And even if they've like put a few goals away and um, they've just now just killing time, waiting for full time, they'll put him on. Well, yeah, I okay. hope they'll put him on. Like Bielsa is pretty unpredictable with that. Like he'll start a bunch of the 23s and he'll just completely ignore Greenwood. So he's so unpredictable. He got a yellow card in the game that just happened, which is a bit of talking point that I want to say. Absolutely, it is. It's a nice little so segue there. To say about that one. So let's start off with Jason with that, and we'll switch over to Nixon because he's probably got a lot more to say than Jason does about that. Go yeah, ahead, Jason. Oh, I mean, unheard of Bielsa getting a yellow. I mean, um, the, the only thing I, I could probably say is that Bielsa, as we know, is, is pretty calm on the on on the bench and he, you know, he does his little shuffles up and down as a sip his coffee. And that's really all you sort of see of him. So for him to, um, to be 
that animated and upset about something. Um, you, you, I don't exactly know. I th I'm assuming he was. He must have been upset with um, Fulham's treatment. I guess it going into tackles that they, they were mm. putting a couple of being late a tackles, yeah. especially on Stuart Dallas and um, and even Somerville. Um, mm. So maybe it has something to do with that. Um, did you see that, Nixon? Uh, I saw. Look, the late tackles. I can agree with. What, uh, when I replayed him getting the card, well, Pete reckons he was um, it was he was yelling at the ref. He was. That's what and it was deemed to be. And I think you, you, you can't see do him that on the sidelines. Yeah, I think. Look, you see him on the sidelines all the time, and there's always those candid snapshots of him just yelling, like squatting down, just having a mad yell. No, no, he was <laughs> standing and yelling directly at the fourth official. So, yeah, something right. must, I hate must have happened. Talking Charlie. shit about um. Else, Everyone yes, does, but unfortunately, he I needs to be held accountable. That. Anyone okay, who true. gets a yellow player or coach needs to be held accountable for what they did, true. unless it's Stroik, which we know definitely didn't deserve yeah. the red. I'm saying, as in particular, if they blatantly did something and it's captured, you need to hold them accountable. Unfortunately, in Bielsa, we trust and we need to hold accountable to the same standards true. that we hold the players. Although I do have to say, I hope that the standards for uh, holding the uh, coaches accountable maintains like it stays the same. So for example, like with Klopp, Klopp just gets off, literally just poking the ref on the shoulder to saying, look at this, nothing. Yeah. Um, Stroik gets a- well, He didn't um, just do red. that. He was out of his box as well. He was well. also out of his box. Yeah, but that, that, yeah. that was, he didn't come out of his box because he's got privileges. But Nothing. anyway- yeah, Bielsa will probably be the first one to put his hand up and, and acknowledge. I mean, he, he's he's obviously he put an amazing his hand up coach, but he, and he owned that. So I absolutely yeah. think he'll he'll own this. He, yeah, yeah. He did put in one of those things where he's he's probably had a word to them a few times, and um, then he's got obviously frustrated. He's got by frustrated it, because they haven't been listening. Which which I actually like at the same time because I mean he's flying the flag for the players at the same time. He's obviously exactly. he might have told that line, um, but when when he sort of got that yellow, he, he goes back into his. Goes back into his box. Yeah, yeah. Sips his yeah. coffee menacingly. Just yeah. <laughs> yep. So I don't mind that too much. As long as they hold him to the same standards they hold everyone else. Like I don't want to see it where like Klopp and all the others who are held in high regard, they're just all getting off, and the mm. refs are like paying them, and then you got bloody um uh Bielsa and stuff suffering because of it yeah. like the rule yeah. needs to apply to be applied evenly across the board yeah absolutely agreed and maybe obviously Klopp um unfortunately what's done is done there's no sense grinding on it yeah. but maybe moving forward due to Bielsa maybe moving forward get from this game onwards yeah it will become the standard you know sort of thing and speaking of refs um not related to Leeds but we have because we are Aussies we have the first international non-british referee refereeing an official premier league match and that person is australian uh big ups to him and he's going to be refereeing the newcastle united game how do you think he'll go yeah look um I've, it's, I've, big, it's big to put aussies on the map even more so 100 percent. it's actually funny you say that because I, I watched a video the day of him mic'd up in his last game was it was it brisbane and newcastle yep um, I mean, from from, yep. from what I got from that, he um, he, he seems pretty pretty calm and collected, and, and he um, you know, he, he talks to the players and and he uses the VAR, so it, the Premier League will love him. Thank God. Um, and and, and he's, he's come through the ranks with the EFL as well, because you can't just expect to come from the A League straight over to the Premier League. You've got to work earn your stripes, and he has. So I absolutely agree. I, I think 
you know, if we ever get him as a ref, like when Leeds are playing, it'll benefit us because there's been so many times this season when VAR hasn't happened and we needed it to fucking happen. Well, he, from when he was mic'd up from that video, he, he was very clear in his communication with players. Um, and, um, and, and he, and you, cause he was mic'd up, obviously, um, you can hear him, the chats that he has with the VAR. Um, that's something probably that I think to give fans perspective and clarity, I guess, and, and sort of get an eye into the mind of what the referees are thinking. That might be, mm. that'd be something that I, I wouldn't mind seeing in, in the a Premier nice League insight. itself. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And all, I, I agree with that. Yeah. What do you reckon, Nixon? I was going to say, um, when you, I'm not sure how many people are watching from Leeds or how many people are watching from Australia, but when you watch the uh, NRL, Mm. The refs, you can hear pretty much they're everything always, they're, they're saying. They're always mic'd up, and when they're, they're talking always mic'd to, up. when they're talking to the bunker, the bunker it actually comes through the it. loudspeakers at, at the stadiums. As I well. didn't know that. I didn't That's know so that good. one, but yeah, I'm pretty deaf. Yeah, <laughs> so. but yeah, at the games, like whenever you hear them talking through the TV to the um, bunker, you also at the games hear oh, that okay. through the loudspeaker. You hear the bunker talking to them, and them talking to the bunker. Well, then there you go. Universal standard. Just do it. Like absolutely. Seriously. Not the technology there, might as well get behind it. To get right? a mic and put it on and hook it up to a PA. Exactly. And also, this is off topic because it's NRL again real quick, but there's also a thing that you can get called sports ears where it's not just rugby league, but you can take it to an AFL game. You can take it to a cricket match. You can take it to a soccer match and it will, you can put you, you can put it into ears because it comes with earphones. You can tap into the um, referee's um, microphone frequency so you can hear them and the commentary of the game at the same time, so like the live broadcast commentary and the refs um, while watching the game, because it'll be harder to hear the, the ref, like in the sense of mm. say they're talking to the scrum, you can hear the ref talking without having to wait to hear it or hope to hear it over the speakers. Wait, it's been a thing for over 20 years. Where do you buy this? Peter wins score for 60 bucks, my guy. Okay. That's I'm going to have to check that <laughs> after the podcast. Yeah. It taps into their radio frequencies, like the UHF radio frequencies. Obviously, through to the last 16. What, what, what do you think about the cup run, Nixon? Oh, God. It's always in my head. I'm like, I'd love to see us come out top 10. Be beautiful. I, I don't know. We're too unpredictable. We're too hot and cold. I, I just don't know. Would you rather but... we focus on finishing mid-table for the Premier League over? Oh, Prem over a... the cup. Prem yep. over the cup. But... Having said that, it would be great to have a good cup run. Yeah. And it would also be great to win my uh, bets amongst my co-workers because I now owe them a bunch of beers after our last few games. So, yeah, like we're pretty Are unpredictable. Are you going double or nothing after the last few games and just doubling? Um, doubling? They won't take double or nothing because they're scared. <laughs> they're scared because Wait. they saw that today. They're like, you're lucky you got off the penalties. So Wait, you, you should go double or nothing. Leeds United I want to. Liverpool on December 27th. All right, well, I'll put it to them. They won't say yes, but I will put it to them. But yeah, again, we're hot and cold. I'd love you're to see yes us do really no, well. You're in and you're out. That, yes, <laughs> thanks for the enthusiasm. But then I'd love to see us also focus on the Premier League and cementing yep. that top 10 finish, maybe even a top five if we uh, really we bust ourselves. We will not make Europa League. Wishful thinking, though. I'd, no, I'd love to see. You can always be I'd optimistic. love to see us try, but we won't. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, look. Yeah. Being realistic, next year, I see us definitely making a good push towards it because, you know, injuries at the moment, but those players will be more or less healthy as fuck for next season. Mm-hmm. We could definitely make a make an attempt for it then. Yeah, I'm yeah. always an optimist. Like, I'll yeah. always wake up for a 5 a.m. shift and be like, I'm going to feel great at 10.30 a.m. Or I'm going to feel great. And I'll always feel a bit meh. 
but still, I'm always thinking I'm going to feel absolutely fantastic. I'm going to back it up at 11. I'll be fine then. (laughs) I'll be right. I'll I'll be ready to watch the game falls asleep. But yeah, yeah, I'm an optimist. I honestly, I wish we'd finish top five, top 10 more realistic. But if we got a top five, I'd I'd be so happy. There's a few things that I'd definitely do when I found out that news. I think I mean my philosophy yeah. on this year is probably the same as last year. In the last year, I went into the the league thinking, as long as I don't watch a game where if we lose, we're going to drop into the bottom three, I'll yeah, be I'll be happy. It, and to be honest with you, my philosophy is, is the same this season. Just because, just because it is, I'm. I'm I'm happy I mean, just playing Premier League could, at the moment. It could be going worse for us right now. We could be Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, when I shared this with that coworker, we'd said coworker, he's gonna hate me now. <laughs> he's gonna murder me. Yeah, it's no, not no, gonna win beer or something at those fans. But... My view. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I agree with you, Jason. Um, simple survival, but not to its worst extent. As in, as long as I can watch a game and watch it, even if we lose, but knowing that even if we lose, it doesn't matter. If like, as in where we are on the ladder. Uh, but at the moment, I can't do that right now. Like yeah. personally, I like. Luckily, though, the the next few runs, like the next few matches, uh, are possible. You know, for us to kickstart our season, you could say. And speaking of, before we go into our video review of the Fulham game, let's talk about the Aston Villa game coming up and the preview. Um, just let's basic right now because it's still quite a friggin' ways away. West it's not West Ham. West Ham. Oh, fucking West Ham. Um, <laughs> I know I we've got Villa coming up. Yeah, so three, two. Sorry. Um, and speaking of upcoming matches, we've got West Ham coming up on Sunday. Uh, there's no point speculating about um, lineups, but for anyone who wants to find our predicted lineups, they will be posted on Saturday on our Instagram page, Bremner's Boys Podcast, um, and interact with us over there in the comments if you agree with any of our lineups. But score predictions, my guys. What do you think the score is going to be and who will win? Let's start with you, Nixon. 3-1 to Leeds. Again, I'm holding strong on the 3-1. I am going to be very optimistic with this game because, first of all, it is a must-win game for Leeds in the Premier League. Like, there's no ifs, buts, or coconuts about it. We need to win. And I think the boost that we've had this game just gone against Fulham and even a little bit against the game that just happened beforehand, the one-all draw, um, especially with Rodrigo showing, as I mentioned earlier, a bit more Mm. confidence, I think we will get away with the win with a 2-1. See, see, I'm, I'm just be true to form. I'm thinking about West Ham. They're, a, they're a strong side. They're gonna have uh, Antonio back, who's a big, strong, beast piece of man. <laughs> but, um, I'd probably say a three-one win would be would be extremely, you know, nice um, and not out of the question. But I think I would take a one-all draw, given that I think West Ham are a decent team. <laughs> These two teams have met regularly in recent seasons, both in the Championship and in the Premier League. Also, I did me, I did me, did me homework. This is a genuine part of the episode. I, I did me home. Nah, I did me homework, and Fulham, um, uh, they've they are honestly worse than Leeds, if we're being honest, because they can't stay in the Premier League more than one season. <laughs> They've been promoted, relegated, promoted, relegated, promoted, relegated over the last six seasons. They're like a house music song. Build up and drop and build up and drop. That's yep. it. I, I honestly, and currently, they're in relegation zone for this, for the AFL at the moment. Mm. I know it's early days, Probably. but like, but one can only hope. It's not, 
I was also <laughs> going to say, I, I noticed we're wearing white shorts with the blue shirt. Yeah. Do we wear blue shorts with the blue shirt usually? Usually, yeah. Yes. Why are I we wearing that white well. shorts? Like- probably because EFL. And as in probably because Carabao Cup, not True, regular. But we do have a different game. armband, like no Premier League armband. They changed it. No, so. we we had the no room for racism on it. Mm. Yeah, no, I knew that. I'm just now I'm saying we didn't have the Premier League patch, obviously. We had the, but this the is patch. only the second time no, that's in all good. club's history that they've met. I just figured, the by the way, the more we keep a pause, the more we don't get recording. So I'm just going to keep the recording, like the footage of it going, and we'll just talk over it. Cup competition. So what are your thoughts on Phillips now. not being given the Carabao Cup? Um, Captaincy again. Oh, given straight to Somerville to have a real run at goal here. Somerville takes oh. a penalty here, tees up Tyler Roberts. Roberts that, with that was a good attempt. The low drive, it's come back out for Rodrigo. And, and great oh. cross for Somerville. Yeah. yeah. Rodrigo, what was he, he intercepted that well, didn't he? Tyler's unlucky there, really. I mean, the ball's played a little bit beyond him. You think, okay, yeah. I guess he did as much as he could with that ball. I think if you try to chip it, pass to Roberts, then belt it. Unfortunately, when it does come back out to Rodrigo, he has to score. That's an awful That was a good shot as well. That was Mm. on target. It isn't a pass. He's trying to put it into the back of the net. He obviously has to adjust his body to sort of get his shot off. But, I mean, Somerville, you can't fault him. He's he's made that opportunity by, you know, obviously getting forward and and reading that pass. So he's done really well there as well. Also, if, if I'm just going to turn it up a bit um, for everyone who, for this episode, listen to the crowd. Yeah. Time's to pass well. Good save, wasn't it, from Rodak? Now, Rodrigo, can he set something up? That entire crowd was out throughout the whole game to anyone who didn't listen or watch the game. That was all Leeds fans the entire way. That's it takes way his time over the pass. Now sets off on a run forward. Infield it goes to Cleek, and it's into Rodrigo in the penalty area. Another chance gone begging. Tell and another what. chance by Rodrigo, he but he was on four. Six. I think he that I think he had five. And he just this is two so far. Stubbed. That was such six good, good build-up play as well. It was just such it a was. game. That, it really was. That it's little reverse move, ball by Click again, and once Rodrigo gets there. And Click was on as well. He did well today compared to the last game. Yeah. A little run there as well. Nice to see. They were really clicking well together. (laughs) Just now, can you find the bottom corner? (laughs) Sorry, that was terrible. No, no, Although, also big props. Unfortunately, big ups to uh, Cabano. Um, He did really well for Fulham last in the game last night. On the edge of the Leeds penalty box. Mm. Fulham have a real opportunity here as the ball is driven over. There's the brick wall. wall. There's the brick wall. A good save. Going in, stretch out those long arms. An awkward one as well. It's a fantastic save, it really is, because (laughs) that certainly was flying in with really good pace, good technical free kick, and I think yeah, actually... This ball into the net there, so for him to push it out, it's over the wall. It's a more difficult save than what he looks at. Also, this bloke... This yeah. bloke, fucking, he was all over us like flies on shit the whole game. Quick one in. I can't give him enough credit. Unfortunately, I shouldn't have to. But, mate, just that throughout the whole fucking game from him. Straight through the middle. It was hit powerfully. Amazing save by the Iceman. Oh, was. Absolutely cold blooded. Also, that shot was out of the box. Now, James is brought into play. Can he attack the edge of the penalty area for Leeds? This was a chance gone begging. Yeah. Defenders done really well there, to be they fair. Have, they have, unfortunately, yeah. Leeds have had for a while. Still there for James to win a header for Leeds. 
loops up in the air. Good call, stays also, in the big props area. to James, James for, um, you know, having a box. kid and then coming and playing. Yeah. You know, casually getting helicoptered out. Yeah. to himself, anyone? Right. And he's already new. Sat with his lady the whole afternoon, didn't he? And then he got the helicopter down from London and straight into the first Straight on. Played great form. Of the game. It finishes here. And obviously, his penalty as well that will come up at all the end of the video. Here comes the whole pressure. So, Rodrigo, hands on hits on the edge of the penalty area. First penalty, please. Rodrigo strikes it. Typical strike is finished. Strong down the middle. Down on his line. On a mass step. So, and hits a I swear, when I saw that, before it hit the bar, bar, I was like, it's gone top corner. Fuck. But no. And the first full on penalty kick has been missed here. Short run Here he is, the masterclass. And they did the thumb suck as a tribute to his new yeah. as to his new bub. Is on the goal line. Leeds have scored two and full oh, yeah. That was lucky. Oh, lucky there, yeah. Which mm. for lucky for them. The goat, yeah. Prince Phillips. Yeah. Steps up. Right. Making him look Back bigger in. than he already fucking is. I love Meslier's little, little smile there. Yeah. yeah. He got it. Cavano got it. Yeah. Dallas has to wait. And Dallas's shot is saved by the goalkeeper. Not usual for Stuart Dallas to let us down in that spot. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was... I'm never usually nervous with Dallas, but... Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I'm nervous with Furpo. They fucking skied it. Yeah. And Forshaw oh. skies it too. Oh, yeah, and just quickly, obviously, <laughs> this morning in Melbourne, we obviously had a, an earthquake. I thought, mm -hmm. at first, I thought it was Forshaw's ball hitting our back garden. But... <laughs> I mean, some say it's still in orbit to this minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have come down with some force. Yeah. Way over the crossbar. You definitely wouldn't put him in this situation for sure. Wow. Mm. Yeah. The penalty area drives the ball. The good pen. The far corner of the net. That was good, yeah, unfortunately. I was nervous five. about first. Oh, oh that's strong. Yeah. yeah, top corner. If Bamford plays, does Bamford get a goal in the? I don't shutout? know. I'd be if he's going to get one. It's just saying. like a little. It's just like a little chip in. Yeah, we know. You what know just like a little saying. nudge. Oh wow. Okay, he's done it, and he does that thing, and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And their captain play the ball into the back of the net. Baby. Steps up, strikes the Bang. ball brilliantly, confidently. Strikers pen that one. Look at the baby face on him. Melier moves up and down his goal line. To mine. Over Reed, nah, yours is yours is more seedy than baby face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here he is. Here he is. There he goes. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Steps off his goal line just to delay hey, things. Keeper here. were doing his best to Pressure put him off as well. He was some mad props of the keeper. Yeah. He steps up and he and gets it. And he didn't even die for it. Probably the cheekiest. Also, he didn't even like we'd won at that point. The crowd's going wild. He's just running back to the team, not even yeah, cheering. Yeah. Just chilling. Ice in his veins. Nunes back towards the, the edge of the penalty area. It's like Vince yeah, Vaughn this book. He does a bit, doesn't he? As Muniz steps up and oh, saves oh. it, yeah. and Leeds United it is who make further progress in the Carabao Cup. 
Melier with the outstretched arm. That's their centre fuck. Um, wow. When you're down that list of who's taking the next penalty, and you go, I've never seen this person before. This is their their debut, and, and even the person I was most nervous about was Furpo. To be honest with you, I thought yeah. he, was just, he was. Also, can we can we take a minute to um, call out the commentators of the game because they jinxed the game. Ten to twelve minutes into the game, they said. Um, this game most likely will go to penalties. 